You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. It's Packers Therapy. It's Chris and Dave in the wake of a Green Bay Packer victory, the first one of 2022 Packers beat the Chicago Bears at Lambeau Field 27-10. to The score sounds very comfortable, um, and I think it was a pretty good performance by the Packers, uh, but it was not a perfect performance in my opinion. Uh, glad to have the win, though. What, what's your general take, Dave? You know, my experience with this game is is interesting. I had to fly to New York uh, for business on Sunday, but I was comfortably here in time. But I had a dinner, and I thought, well, what I'll do is I will – I have YouTube TV. I'll record it, and I'll watch it from the beginning uh, when I'm done with dinner, and, and hopefully I won't see the score. And wouldn't you know, as I'm walking – down the street, like through a window in a restaurant, it's just they splashed the score twenty. I think it was twenty-four <laughs> to ten. And I, I, I'm just right at the door of my hotel, and I thought, oh, well, it, or it might have been twenty-seven ten because I thought, okay, well, that's what I was expecting. It's a comfortable win. It's fine. Uh, so I get to my hotel room. I go to hit play, and it, you can't play it until it's done. The, oh, the yeah. game is over. Right. You can't, right. or yep. you can watch it, but you can't rewind it to the beginning until the game is completely over. Yep. So. I uh, waited till it was over and then I started from the beginning and started to watch it. And I was surprised how close the game was. Like I saw 27 to 10 late in the fourth. I think I did watch like the last two minutes when they finally did the kneel down or whatever. And I thought, well, that's a comfortable win and everyone seems happy and Lambeau field seems to be in just a great mood. But then as I watched it, uh, I actually got a little nervous. Like they were driving late in the game to pull it within <laughs> seven. I thought, what's happening here? So what was your take on it? Yeah, you know, I, it's it's funny you should mention that because we've obviously been doing this podcast, and we've been friends for very for over twenty years now. And uh, more than that, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, we we are living a parallel lives because I recorded it as well. I was you know gonna gonna watch it later. I spend the evening uh, you know with my wife, and then uh, you know when she goes to bed, I'll put the Packer game on, right? And uh, I did the same thing. I recorded it. And um, I turned it on and it was still recording. Well, I thought, well, okay, I'll just go to the beginning of the recording on the DVR. And I you know, looked away from the screen and all that stuff. But it wasn't letting me rewind. And it's like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be able to do that, right? Right. Um, yeah, it, it wouldn't do that. So I know what I have to do. Uh, I have to hit stop, you know, you know, stop it from recording. And then I'll go to the beginning and and watch it. I hit stop. And when I did that, I lost the recording. It was gone. Oh, you know, and I looked, I mean, was it one of these, you know, it's a, it's a, a, a spectrum box, right? So, you know, based in St. Louis, is anything good coming out of St. Louis? No, the answer is no. So 
All right. No, now what am I going? Now what am I going to do? Because I I've got a podcast, and besides, I'm a Packers fan. I want to watch this game. So I went to the NFL Network, and sure enough, they're going to um, you know rerun the game at 5:30 in the morning. Okay, fine. I'll record it. I'll go to sleep. I'll wake up and I'll watch it first thing in the morning. Um, that was that worked, except that <laughs> for some reason they wanted to fit the game into a two and a half hour window. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the first half of the first quarter, like, is gone, including the Packers field goal. I have no idea what happened in the first seven or eight minutes of the game. So I I picked it up when the Bears, you know, had the ball and they went down the field and scored. So what I saw uh, was basically um, it was not good at the beginning because the Bears scored. And then the Packers played some good defense and was better than I even remembered when I was hearing about, you know, the negative yardage and three and outs. It didn't feel that way to me. Maybe it's because in the fourth quarter, that drive, Chicago just runs down the field at will. David Montgomery is going crazy and they make a great goal line stand. That was fine, but they shouldn't have had to make a goal line stand. What are they, you know, doing? You know, I, I know the bears get paid too. At least I understand they get paid. Uh, but I'm just, why the hell is that happening? You know, this is the bears and Justin Fields is that quarterback. Why are they running through the Packers that way? So my impression of the game, that maybe if I had seen the whole thing start to finish, I would have, I would have felt, you know, maybe differently about it, but as it was, it just, and it may still be that I'm hung over on this. Uh, the Packer defense is really going to be good this year. And instead, they were fine, you know, but they weren't great. And the offense, well, it was it was. I mean, Aaron Jones was great. Mm -hmm. Um, They ran the ball well, but there was this. I don't know. They did not look impressive. And it occurred to me that this is who the Packers are and who they have been for a really long time. They are going to win a lot of games in the regular season. Uh, But, you know, when they come up against a good team, that's. It, it seems like, like there's a gap there for some reason. And I mean, everything was fine. The special teams were not embarrassing this week. They were okay. No, a couple of good plays. Yeah, you know. And yeah. I, I guess Coverage only, looked good. The only thing that was embarrassing was Aaron Rodgers' haircut. I mean, what <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> I Man. know. I don't yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of shots where he's wearing a baseball hat, and it's yes. like, is he? Is he yeah, it, it's 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 troubling, confusing. But well, uh, there's like yeah. hair sticking out of the side of the thing, like he's got one of these. Um, do, you, do you remember uh, in the Three Stooges? Uh, you know where it was. Um, uh, well, uh, it was Shemp? Shemp? no, yeah, Shemp. That was it. Yeah, where it's like that really long <laughs> on top and short on the side things, and it kind of what? I mean, who thought? <laughs> was a good idea you know i know Jeez, yeah you think that he could afford you know a decent haircut because the guy's making 56 million dollars this season so that was horrible that, that was horrible i don't maybe i was in the wrong frame of mind i'm glad they won 27 10 i mean that's a comfortable win they spread the ball around a lot on offense i mean that was good uh, was it nine different guys they threw passes to I mean, that's what we always ask for the running game was solid we want the backs to be involved that was good there was no major screw-ups but for some reason it just it just didn't feel 
as dominating as I thought it should have, right? And, you know, expectations are premeditated resentment. So I had this expectation and it wasn't fulfilled. And so I'm probably more negative on the game than I have a right to be. Yeah, it's a really interesting conversation to have here. Uh, well, I hope that's true since we're recording it and uh, hoping people yeah. listen to it. But uh, one is uh, we've always felt maybe we're not qualified to do a podcast. It's really questionable when we haven't watched the game uh, live, either one of us. Like what are, we're, we're commenting on something we don't know much about uh, and haven't even watched it. But we'll give it a try anyway. But a couple of things as you were talking is, one, at least the Packers aren't that team – that I was a little bit afraid of is that they would play the bears and it was going to be either a close game or they lose oh, or they would play down. Yeah. To them. Yeah. yeah. And then if now we're and two and think, Oh no, are we like a 500 team? Are we, you know, worse? Like, I think we always knew that there was going to be growing pains. People talk about that all the time. Um, and I guess that's what this game would look like a growing pain kind of game, but to win comfortably, I think you would say, this is the trajectory they'll be. Let's hope they just keep improving. And by the end of the year, they can beat the Buffaloes and the looks like maybe the Eagles or the, you know, Tampa, whoever else, but it's, it's growing pains for now, but you're right. It doesn't feel great. I mean, I'm looking at though at the stats, Aaron Rodgers had a quarterback rating of 131. Nothing uh, wrong with that. <laughs> we rushed yeah, yeah. for 200 yards, right? With That's fantastic. Yeah. 15 and 18 carries for Jones and Dylan respectively. The receivers, it's three catches, three catches, two catches, yeah. two catches. I mean, it's spread out. And then on defense, your main leading tackler is Preston Smith, not, you know, some safety, although um, Darno Savage is close behind. All those numbers are exactly what I'd want. If you just showed me those numbers, I would have been, this is a great game. We're back. We're back. It's fine. Um, but yeah, watching the game live, I just felt we are not a dominant team. And I want us to be because two of the last three games I saw was awful defeats. And I, I don't want to be that same team. I want to be better. I don't think we're better yet. I think we can be, but we're not better yet. And then on top of it, I don't know if this influenced you. Did you watch the Eagles and the Vikings game? Uh, no, I, I was listening to people uh, comment on it on, on Twitter, but I, I did not watch it. Okay. Well, I'm sure this is probably in the conversation. I've not, I've been in New York and meetings. And so I haven't heard the conversation, but the Eagles trounced them and what they did is they really went after Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins started throwing the ball up for grabs like left and right. Like Kirk Cousins does what Kirk Cousins do. Right. Yes. And it's like, what were the Packers thinking rushing for and playing zone? It's like I, I'm, I'm looking at man for man. I don't think the Eagles defense is better than the Packers. I think talent wise, we were much better. But I look at the scheme of what they threw at the Vikings and it's it like boggles the mind what the Packers are thinking when you watch the Eagles. So I'm, I was kind of disappointed that it's something's going on where it feels like the talent is high and yet we're not putting the pieces together correctly all the time, at least at least, particularly on defense. I do think there's some really interesting things that happen on offense, which you can talk about, but defensively, I feel like the parts are greater than the sum. Like something's missing there. Yeah. I it's, it's hard to, get a handle on it, but it's only, you know, two regular games in. And I, I was so wrong about this team in uh, 2014 when they started. Remember that crappy opening game at Seattle? They looked just overmatched. But by the end of the year, you know, when they should have won at Seattle and they didn't, I mean, they look like a different team mm -hmm. by the time that came around. And they 
you know, we've been over this a thousand times, probably literally a thousand times. They <laughs> have won that game. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about it. So that a lot can change, uh, you know, between September and January. Um, and it has in the past, and this may be the deal here too. So just because I didn't get the vibe, it doesn't mean this is necessarily a bad team. I think they've got, they've got some, they've got some talent on defense. Uh, they escaped the game without, uh, significant injury. I mean, that's right. That's another, they, right. Very positive. Yeah, I mean, S- Sammy Watkins had a nice game. We know I, I had kind of written him off just because he's been a disappointment in so many places, but he was, he was really solid. He had, you know, more receiving yards than anybody. And like we mentioned, they used the backs a lot and they spread the ball around and they, you know, did a, let's face it. Uh, they only, uh, the bears only passed the ball 11 times. You know, I mean, they they held fields to what forty three point eight uh, passer rate. I mean, there's a lot of things that look good. Uh, you know, they didn't let you know uh, Equiminius St. Brown uh, beat them because they probably determined the Diocese of Chicago that there is no St. <laughs> Brown. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that that's a good thing. The only thing that I guess I'd really look at is if David Montgomery can chew you up that way you probably need to be doing something a little different on defense and maybe it's because i like i like quay walker he made a great play to keep fields from scoring but it doesn't seem as though he's very stout in the middle of that defense and i i'm just think that's something we got to watch going forward to see if you know if he's he's really fast there's no doubt about that Uh, but is he savvy enough as he's stout enough in the middle to be able to you know stop the run and he sure didn't look like it in this past game so maybe that's the one real cloud and it has kind of colored my overall impressions maybe if that that drive at the end of the game had been in the first quarter uh and they hadn't ended that way maybe i'd i'd have a a more rosy feeling yeah yeah, it it just feels odd to me that, you know, we the game is basically over. I think the Bears really want to lose at this point and they just, you know, were able to rush the ball at will and I just don't understand how what's the defensive strategy at that point. I mean, you're not really worried about Fields beating you. Um and it did feel like they they did put some pressure. There's a one point there's a deep throw and look, there's Stokes one-on-one with a receiver. I don't think that's what Barry wants very often, but you know, he, he did just fine. So maybe you can, you know, you can rush a few and, and trust your corners, but um, toward the end of the game, you think, look, I, I, I'm not really worried about the pass. So let's, let's kind of stop this run. I don't know if they're playing nickel or dime. I guess I, I haven't watched it that close, or maybe that's the strategy. Like, look, if yeah. they want to run it down, you know, and take the time off the clock, let's right. just stay in nickel and dime, make sure they can't beat us over the top. And, and just the clock will be our friend. I just, I thought this defense, given what we had, even if you played nickel or dime, like our defensive line is great. Like it's, you just can't run us like, like that. Um, our linebackers. Now we've got two Tampa Bay, like, you know, middle linebackers that are really going to stop the run. Uh, uh, that's not going to happen anymore. So I'm kind of like my ex- it's expectations and they're not meeting it. Um, and, you know, for the most part, these are veterans. It's just Quay Walker is really the new addition. So I thought they were going to be really good. And and look, 10 points is probably fine. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at those things objectively, yeah, 10 points. Hey, I mean, 
it's cause for for celebration. But you know, really, Fields probably got in on that on that goal line. Play. Did you think so? Oh, yeah, but there was not definitive proof. And so, you know, uh, I think it was even Lafleur that said, had they called it a touchdown, there was no way it was going to be overturned because there was not a definitive view. They yeah. were lucky, you know, that the referee did not consider that to be a touchdown. So uh, maybe that's why it, it feels instead of a 17 point win, it feels, you know, closer than that because it probably should have been. And I've heard other people say just what, what you said that, um, you know, their strategy was fine. Let the bears run, let the clock run out on them. Uh, because if they score, and I think it took them what that last drive was almost like seven minutes. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to burn off the clock like that, then, then we get the ball back and, you know, there's lots of ways for us to win, you know, once you eat up all that clock, because right. we still got a 10 point lead. It's a, you know, still a two possession game. So, you know, I mean, I guess it made sense, but it was really hard to watch. And I don't have the drive chart in front of me, but uh, Montgomery was, like, you know, what, eight yards here, 12 yards there. You know, it was just like these consistent kind of chunk runs. Yeah. And you just, you know, the the defense kind of felt, I guess, dare I say, flaccid. On <laughs> Again. That, on that, yeah. Yes. Yes. Or, or maybe even flaccid's cousin impotent you know it, <laughs> it 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 just didn't it just didn't seem like they were there in the fourth quarter but you look at this just objectively if i had not watched the game and i would just have listened to the podcasts after the game and read the stories and looked at the stats i probably would feel differently about it than having watched it yeah i mean it'd be interesting if this would have been the first game of the season Maybe we'd have said, eh, there's growing pains. Uh, they won comfortably, really excited about, you know, the role that Jones and Dylan are playing, the receivers, that's very unpredictable. Like there, I mean, there are some things that happen that I really do appreciate in this game. Um, I just, I just, I don't understand why the defense isn't looking special. I guess that maybe I'm just coming to the realization that, um, hey, we can win a Super Bowl with an, with an, maybe slightly better than average defense. Um, maybe when they play a good team like Tampa, they're going to really step up and you'll see, um, you know, the, you're up by 17 points against the bears at home. You're, you're just going to let your guard down. And so that just naturally happens. They're human. Um, but I, I just thought this defense was going to be dominant and it really, it really hasn't. I mean, there were some really good plays and there was a chunk in there where there are lots of three and outs that that part was good. I guess we're just looking at a team that's kind of rediscovering itself a bit. Um, and I, I really don't know how to, how to measure it. Had one clunker and this one was much better. Um, but my mind is always to week 18 now, right? Yeah, like, yeah. cause we've had year after year after year of disappointment. So I want to see, is this team going to disappoint me in the playoffs <laughs> uh, rather than did they beat the bears? And, and um, I think uh, I can't help but do that. You know, it may be uh, like six weeks from now, they might be that that defense. I mean, maybe they just haven't, you know, gelled yet. Uh, this was the se the second real game. But, you know, they they didn't play in the preseason. Uh, they're not, you know, a complete um, unit, certainly on on offense. It, assuming Bakhtiari is going to play, 
Uh, and Jenkins going to, you know, he even said he was rusty. He, I think he gave up. Did he give up one sack, two sacks? I know at least one. Yeah. And he yeah. held the guy that they let go. <laughs> that, yeah. So that's not him, but you know, a few weeks from now, if they get Bakhtiari back and you get, you know, Jenkins playing, uh, consistently, um, now we hope you avoid injury. Um, but great, great interception by Alexander. I mean, there were, there were things that happened that would suggest that, you know, this team has the pieces, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't at this point seem like it's, it's all together. And and maybe like we're worrying about, um, it's, it's like the, the baseball fan that's all out of their mind because it's, you know, May 3rd and you know, they're, they're teams below 500. I mean, maybe that's the whole deal here is that we have to say, you know, we, we've done this podcast a long time, you know, this is what season 18, you know? And so we've seen this before what you see in the second week of, or third week of September, uh, second game is, is never, I can't think of a time that, yep, that team didn't change at all. Better or worse. Didn't right. nope, They were the same team the third week in December that they were the second week in September. I, that's just not how that, how that typically happens. So I, I, I think my feeling about it is unrealistic because there was actually a lot to like, Hey, they had a punt return of 20 yards. Can you imagine? I think it took them how many games last year until they had total 20 yards in the whole season, you know, it, right. it last or two or two years. Ago. So there's a lot of things headed in the right direction. It, I don't know, for whatever reason, just, just didn't feel right. Didn't, you know, it wasn't, yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. I mean, there's, and on top of that coverage, is it, uh, we need to establish how we say this guy's name. Is it Dallin Levitt? Oh yeah. Right. Right. Uh, now that was somebody actually, I think I Chuck, when he sent us an email, he, he mentioned, he called him number six, which in fact is Levitt's uh, number. Uh, he looks like a real ace on special teams, although he did have a penalty, but still, yeah, that guy was active. And it's like, man, it's, it's like the reincarnation of Jared Bush. <laughs> well, when I saw that someone uh, replayed the, one of his tackles on, I don't know if it was a punt. I think it was a punt return. Maybe it was a kickoff return, but like he wasn't just going down, facing off a blocker and then second get like he looked like he had a mission. It was avoid my blocker and get to the guy with the ball. It's like, thank you for having someone that kind of gets what the objective of this part of the game is. And and uh, like if we have a couple of those guys that can, you know, kind of put a stop to these long returns that we're used to, like that's that's also a very, very great development. And I think Ford is the other guy, but he was yes. hurt. So if we have two guys that can kind of know what they're doing on special teams, it's awesome. Like that that's a very wonderful thing. It makes uh a huge difference. Yep. That's uh and and I when I saw the um the tweet about it and they showed the replay, I was like, there you go. There's a free agent who is making a difference. Like sometimes Rather than having a rookie to build up, it's kind of nice to have a free agent that kind of knows what's what's going on once in a while. Um, the other positive I, that I really did like is that it seems that the Packers have figured out um, we don't need to have Jones and then Dylan and then Jones and then Dylan. Like we can have plays where we same time. play them at the same time. And that seems to make all the sense in the world. Um, and now, you know, it, it, and Aaron Jones was an absolute stud. Like that, this guy feels like he's running at one and a half times speed when everyone else is at one time speed. Like he, he just, he just seems like he is on a different plane. And this is a guy that we can win with. Uh, you know, we need to keep him healthy. He is a difference maker. Get him the ball. It was, it was great. 
but the thing I, I loved having both of them. I loved they had a couple of plays where they're like crossing. You're not sure who's going, you know, which direction. There's one. I feel like they crossed. They they split behind or next to Rogers, and then they crossed. And he gave it to Aaron Jones, but he could have given it to Dylan if he had given it to Dylan. Uh, maybe they're following their blockers, but Dylan, it seemed it could have ran all the way 50 yards, but I feel like, boy, that's a play you can repeat over and over. But my favorite was the touchdown to Jones where they pitched and had Dylan out front as like a lead blocker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish I like that would have been done on the other 20 yard line. I think that could have gone for 80 yards. That was just like the perfect call. And I hope they continue to find plays like that to get them with a head of steam and in space and uh, good things will happen. I was very encouraged about that. Yeah. I, I was glad to see that uh, scheme too, that they, they weren't afraid to do it. And I guess I probably should have realized when uh, they elevated uh, Patrick Taylor from the uh, practice squad that, ah, three running backs. I, I guess that means they might have two on the field at the same time. They're not worried about one of them being hurt because yeah. they have a third a third person because that was one of their things, right? We're only carrying two running backs. So we can't run the risk of having them get hurt or one of them get hurt because then we only have one and you, you can't play a guy all the time. So, you know, that, that should have been a clue right there. And it was, a, it was a good scheme. I also think that um, the reason maybe that, you know, Aaron Jones is doing his best Alvin Kamara impersonation is because of the way he was treated early in his career. And there's a, a lot of criticism at the time. Why is this guy playing more? And then, you know, a year or two later, you guys playing, but why, why is he getting more carries? Well, I'm wondering if the reason that he's still as effective as he is in his sixth year is because he was babied earlier in his uh, career that they kept his, his carries down because, you know, getting to the sixth years, NFL running back usually begin to see some wear on the guy. He mm -hmm. did not look like, he, and of course, again, second game, but he did not look like he was worn down at all. He he was doing a tremendous, um, you know, Amon Green kind of impersonation, too. Just know? great. Yeah. Breaking yeah, tackles. You know? Yeah. Just excellent. And, and surprising because it's like, damn, I, I forgot how dynamic this guy can be. Yeah. And, you know, I thought Dylan, I, I, I did see something today that they were a little concerned. They thought that he wasn't always, he was hesitant and wasn't always picking his spots. I don't know if you saw any of that, but he rushed, you know, he had more carries than Jones, 18, um, 3.4 yard average, which is fine. I guess it's not as good as you uh, would hope. And I feel like Dylan is, is better than that, but you know, if you can battering Ram him, you know, and then you give it to Jones and you're, you're not sure if it's Dylan or Jones and jo bam, he's right. He just ran past me all of a sudden. Um, like, I feel like Dylan can have an impact even if he's not getting five yards of carry because he's just, you know, he's, he's bringing linebackers in. It's, it hurts to tackle him, And, and then you just get such a change of pace with when Jones carries that it's that much more surprising. It's not just Jones all the time. So I I'm very encouraged by that, that they've kind of, you know, it took them a while, but they've figured out, let's get these guys on the field. They're the best players that we have. Why do we have right. to have one or the other? Um, I mean, if the other team did that two of their best players, but we'll only play one at a time. I feel like, thank you for the favor. Um, well, that's what the Packers have been doing until now. And I think that's a really good development. And, um, you know, in terms of, progressing from last year, I would say that's definitely a progression. 
I think that's a great point about having, you know, your best players on the field. And they both happen to be running backs. But that, you know, doesn't mean that you can't play them at the same time. And I think they do the great effect. I mean, it's got to be difficult for the defense when you have both of those guys on the field at the same time. There's so many things that, you know, that you can do or or just as good that you might do, <laughs> which right. means that there, there's confusion and un- uncertainty. So I hope that they continue doing that because I think it makes them more multiple uh, in their approach. Uh, I, you know, or maybe it's not something they do every week. Maybe it's something they do, you know, based on opponent. I, I just hope that this isn't the last time that we see it, you know, because there's, there's a lot of exciting things that happen when those two guys are on the field and they are your better players. Maybe it's a matter of us adjusting our, our expectation that this is going to be a team that's going to, you know, run the ball and they're going to play defense and we have to get used to that style of play. But I, you know, again, I'm not a big fan of the running game, but damn, they sure were effective in what they were doing uh, on Sunday. I mean, we get 200 yards in the NFL running. That's, you know, that's like, uh, you know, getting 300 in college. I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to run the ball in the NFL. It's mainly a passing league. And, you know, they, is it too much to say they, you know, ran at will? Because oftentimes it seemed like they did. It did. And and in the passing game, to be able to have such the distribution you have, like how many times last year it's Devontae with 10 catches and everyone else yeah. with one or two. And, right, right. you know, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, I guess nine were thrown to uh, Tyler Davis didn't catch his one attempt, right. but eight guys caught passes. Um, and you know, like that makes you really unpredictable, especially off a of play action with these two running backs that are they're having a good day. You know, Alan Lazard is your number one. He only had two catches, uh, caught a touchdown. But you know that that does make them unpredictable. And 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 it is encouraging a little bit. I feel like if this team is going to take that next step, is your rookies are going to have to be more of a factor. And so they just aren't right now. But they're getting their catches. I think you know they're getting their feet underneath them a little bit. Um, you know, the two and three catches now, can that be five or six or, you know, could one of them sort of elevate where now you're concerned about the two backs, oh, it's play action, Christian Watson's running free, you know, like Jordy Nelson, like, can, can that evolve there? But, you know, we've, we'll, we need to find this out right quick. We play Tampa. Mm. It's at Tampa. This is kind of not a, a great time to. I feel like we're still trying to figure out who we are. And if the running game is our strength, I feel like Tampa has a great answer to that with their two linebackers. And I haven't heard that they're hurt at all. Um, So I'm guessing that we're going to have to pass the ball more than just be able to run at will like we did against the bears. So I think we're going to kind of see who we are here this week against Tampa. Yeah. I I think we'll see who they are. It'll be a good reading who they are right now. But again, I I don't know that is who they really are, you know, uh, for the majority of the season or, or in the second half of the season when it when it kind of matters more. Uh, it's a learning curve right now for Rodgers, uh, you know, with the two rookies who I thought, you know, looked pretty good. I mean, it's especially that 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 catch and run that uh, Dobbs had. I don't know if that was a a, um, a, um, a read option or what that was. 
bubble screen kind of thing. Yeah, right. And he looked you know, good. He looks fluid. And he runs. The blocking yeah. was there, right? Yeah, it was, was great play. I, I'd like to see him get the ball in in space like that more. You know, he looks like he's a he's a, a threat when he's you know got the ball under his arm. So th- there's, yeah, you know, it, it's really too soon to know, you know, what they really are as a team. But I think we'll get a lot better reading on it. Uh, from Tampa, did you happen to see any, any of the uh, uh, Tampa game? Did you uh, watch anything this past? I didn't. They played the Saints. Was that? Yeah, yeah. I I happened to be at a. a this is going to sound very odd. I happen to be a local bar, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I we, there's there, there's a place. Uh, if 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 people visit Central Wisconsin, and really, why would you be visiting Central Wisconsin? There's a place called the Jordan Barn Grill, and they make broasted chicken. <laughs> and this okay. is spectacular. I mean, it's it's a half hour from my house, but I drive there because it is fine. But, you know, you, you order it and it's, you know, they don't have like a bunch of it just sitting in a delicatessen case. They make it right then and there. I mean, it's one reason why it's so good. But it feels like half hour. So I'm sitting there at the bar and, of course, they got a thousand TVs. And one of them's got the Brewer game. And, of course, you can pay attention to baseball with one eye. But they had on the Tampa game as the other game that was on. And that was ugly, <laughs> I mean, at least for the half hour or so that I watched it. Uh, just a defensive slugfest. And I guess Tampa's without, you know, receivers. And, you know, I I, I don't know what kind of game we're going to be getting. Uh, is it going to be a, a real low, low scoring game? You know, which Tampa prevails because their defense looked fine. Yeah. Uh, but offensively, they, I mean, they just couldn't get out of their own way. So, Interesting. Uh, and, well, Mike Evans is suspended. Yeah. Right. And uh, they have somebody else, too, who's, uh, yeah. I, I, I probably should have written some of this stuff down in advance. <laughs> yeah. But any, anyway, yeah. But they got somebody else who's uh, not going to be available as receivers. So, I, I guess, are they going to run the ball more? You know, I mean, they, they've got that as a possibility. Um, it's, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see because you're also playing in Tampa in September right. in the daytime. And that will be not another factor. Uh, I, maybe we'll learn something about their conditioning too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that should be a good betting line. Who cramps first uh, <laughs> would be, uh, we could, we could uh, throw that down, but yeah. How would you, if you're, if you're Barry, how do you play defense here? Do you play coverage? Uh, because, you know, Brady is going to make his completions. He'll get it out quick. Uh, or do you try to pressure him and, and, and frustrate him? Like, do you, do you depend on the corners? Like if you think it's the a strength of your defense, how do you, how do you think you play it? Well, I, I'm not sure that I would be thinking of it in, in past defense terms. I, I would, the first question I'd ask my, myself is, uh, do they have options passing uh, that maybe they're instead they're going to run the ball, you know that that's going to be. So do I plan on? I mean, there's no uh, Chris Barnes uh, because you know he's he's hurt. Um, but do I try to do something different either on the defensive line or a linebacker? You know, do I do something in anticipation of more running? In, in other words, play the base defense rather than play you know nickel. Uh, or dime or something like that. I guess they have well, isn't that why you got Quay Walker? Because you can stay in base and he can still cover your running backs, right? Isn't that? I thought that was the the yeah, theory at least. That yeah, I think that's a theory. But having seen what he does against the run, uh, no, again, two games. 
who knows. Yeah. Uh, but he he does seem to get blocked pretty easy. I, I hate to say this, but I was kind of saying, gee, Blake Martinez wouldn't be so bad right now in the middle. Uh, we can't go that far. But isn't the defensive line supposed to take up blockers so he can be free? Like I, And I'm looking across the, the, the line, and I don't know who's having a bad game. I mean, I think Kenny... Um, he's he's being Clark is teamed all the time. Yeah, Clark is having a hard go of it in there. Uh, so is it everyone else's? I saw Lowry. I saw a lot of T.J. Slayton. He didn't look bad. Um, I uh, the agreed is the other guy. Yeah. I don't know. He's much of a of a run guy or run stopper. He I I thought was supposed to be more of a pass rusher. Um, he's yeah, a big Lowry. man. Yeah, yeah. You, so you you think that he'd be really good. Uh, against the run, but I don't know. Their the defensive line again. I had bought into all that hype, you know, that yeah. uh, hey, this defense, all oh, the line, man, they they're you know five five deep. Who are they going to keep and who are they going to cut? And right. uh, at this point, I, you know, okay, I just had a a thought which is very unusual for me, but <laughs> um, so um, I wonder if they won't activate somebody, you know, or elevate somebody from the practice squad. The old can of dirt. Jack yeah, Heflin. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody like, like that. Um, I seems like they might have somebody else too, but you know, this would be a, a time that they would do that kind of promotion for this game. Because if, if Tampa's got no one to pass the ball to, or maybe they're going to focus on the run, especially seeing the Packers challenges, uh, against the run. So if I'm, you know, offensive coordinator at Tampa, I'm probably, hmm, maybe we don't have to pass the ball without our receivers. Maybe we can run it like Chicago did, but just not be Chicago and not be incompetent. Uh, so if I'm defensive coordinator for the Packers, I'm probably thinking, hmm, they're going to think that they can run against us. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to game plan with that in mind. Yeah. I, I, it feels to me if you take the ball out of Brady's hands, that that would be kind of a win. Like if we if we're down to can we stop the Tampa on the run? I like our chances. Um, it is it's a mystery. But if we win at Tampa and we start three, you know, two and one, um, I think we got to feel pretty good about the season started. I mean, it's a real disappointment to lose at Minnesota, but um, I guess you could chalk that up to the fourth preseason game as as we will. I think this is where all right, the cobwebs are out. I think you got a kind of a sense of what you want to do and you got to go down to Tampa and go after it. I, I wish they would be aggressive. And if they make some mistakes, I mean, Tom Brady would probably burn you. That's probably right. But I just feel like the, I think the defense wants to be aggressive. And I feel like even with some mistakes that the, there'll be more good than bad that comes from it. So um, I'll be sad and disappointed if it's like a constant four man rush play zone and Tom Brady's just thinking dunking all over the field. And so we'll, we'll see if they get aggressive at all. You know, did we put this game down as a loss when we were doing the projections? I, I can't recall. No, I mean, not the barrier, but the, but the Tampa game is that cause you know, that, that was going to be hard under any circumstances. You know, the weather, these early games in Tampa, I don't like, you know, I mean, I know they're playing in Miami in December. That's as it should be. But, yeah. you know, really, you got you got to play in Tampa. And they never play well. It seems like they never play well in September in Tampa. Uh, you know, so I don't I, recall if we yeah. had that, but um, it it's kind of a toss up game. I'm going to try to 
keep expectations somewhat measured here because, um, you know, I, I can't say that this is a team that I feel like I feel, have 100% confidence in yet. It feels like they're still feeling their way. And, uh, look, I think Tom Brady can take advantage of, of some of that. So I hope that if they were lacklustered as an opener against Minnesota, which who knows why that would be, you give up a little bit on against Chicago because you're blowing them out and it's the end of the game. But this is this revenge game. It's Tom Brady. You're on the like. There is no, there should be no talk at halftime that Lafleur had to yell at his guys because they came out flat, right? I mean that that would mean that there's a there's a problem with the team if they're coming out flat at this point. This should be a high energy game and that these they should feel something to prove. Um, and I want to see it on this field. I, I, I want I want them to win this week. I really want I want to see this team be moving in the right direction. You know, it's it will be amazing how much our attitude you know, would, would change if they would somehow manage uh, to win at Tampa, a tough opponent, a tough location. I, I, I think that would be an enormous kind of an attitude change, you know, kind of a readjustment that, Hey, you know, maybe the, maybe these guys, maybe the, you know, a bad handoff uh, between Dylan and Rogers, maybe that wasn't so bad after all, or maybe right. the, the muff on the, on the punt return, maybe that wasn't so bad after all, you know, yeah. Uh, right now, all that stuff seems like, you know, like it's a flashing red light and there's, you know, danger. Uh, and you see that, that snap that, that hits Watson as he's going by and geez, it looks, terrible uh but you win down in tampa and maybe all that you know is, that's just noise at that point right right yeah i think it's it's uh it's it's time to do that I, it is colored a bit by seeing some of these other teams they look much sharper i mean there are team I, you know watching the kansas city san diego mm-hmm. game i mean those those are some pretty interesting offense but and i don't know why the hell they left their san diego's quarterback in after yeah. <laughs> his injury but, uh, you know, the Eagles look really tough. Um, you know, there's some teams that just feel tighter. But I hope it's because we're just so critical of our home team, right? We. It's. I hope so. Uh, yeah. It's. It seems like it's when you when you live in kind of that, you know, uh, I don't want to say necessarily a bubble, but you have tunnel vision, you know, for your team. And you don't really see the full scope of stuff. Maybe that's why when, you know, the weather gets lousy and, spending Sundays inside watching red zone <laughs> and you you get a flavor of what's out there, you know, the, maybe that's it. You know, you see these other teams playing. Sometimes you say, wow, man, those guys are a lot better, but you see a lot of crappy stuff too. That's true. And, yeah. and, and you begin to say, well, you know, I mean, I guess everyone does that and maybe it's not so bad. And, and maybe like they say, winning any game in the NFL is an achievement and you should just say, thank you and move on. Right. I mean, this was a highly motivated Chicago team, right? I think oh, they yeah. felt yeah. new coach. Can we go into Green Bay? This would validate, you know, where we are. I that this was no team that was giving up. Um, so to win twenty seven ten, talk about all the numbers that we we talk about. It 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 was a very nice win, and I I do think the Bears are not very good. I, don't, <laughs> I guess it had been really bad weather to beat San Francisco, um, but uh, you know it's it. If you if they're a bad team, you should beat them soundly, and the Packers did. I, you know that they, they came out and delivered. Well, we we got a couple of emails. I mentioned we got one from iChuck, and uh, you know he was 
talking about the play of Levin on special teams. He also noted the muff by uh, not Aaron Rodgers, but the other A-Rod. Um, so he, he goes on to say, he this may be the smartest Packers offensive play I've seen in years. It was the one where Jones lines up left uh, with Quadzilla, and I think by that he would mean Dylan, in the backfield. Uh, jet sweep, 33, uh, goes behind the lead block from 28. It was beautiful, just beautiful. I think we we, we talked about that We earlier, did talk right? about that. That was my favorite play, and I looked at it when he – I was like, what was the play that he's talking about? I wonder if it was that one, and it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, what I – What's interesting is I don't know if Chicago messed up because if you kind of look at that play, the Packers had numbers, um, you know, and Jones isn't like getting, a, you know, getting his speed up to full speed. He was already at full speed with blockers and numbers with Dylan ahead. And I feel like I don't know if maybe somehow the Bears were overloaded toward the middle or to the left side and they they called at the right time or. Look, the way that play is run, you you just can't get that many defenders over there. And you're already you got your blockers that are your receivers who are good blockers. But then you've got Dylan, who is a fullback like guy and and Jones with, you know, already running at top speed. Like, it's just a great play that will be really, really hard to stop. And if you do, that means Tunyon's going to run wide open down the middle. You know, so it's it, I, I I love the play. And now it's on tape and they're going to have to pay attention to it feels like that would be a good play against Tampa where they really clog up the middle and here you can get to the edge really fast. So uh, I'll be interested to see if they run something or a variation of it um, against Tampa. Yeah. I hope this is one of those cases where they can run the same play, but you know, to the other side or from a different formation and, you know, just keeping the essentials of the play, but that's supposed to be something that they, this offense does really well as you you run the same play, but you make it look different in how the formation is set up and maybe, you know, the players on the field and, you know, that kind of thing. But essentially what you're doing is is the same play, just disguising it. But you have to whatever happened to Lombardi. I know if we do it perfect. We can do it over and over and over again. Right. Uh, until they stop it, you 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 run it like do you have to always like never come back to it? I you know, I thought about that and. I chalk it up to the fact that game is just just different then. You know, I, it, it's always amazed me at, you know, how uh, crappy the passing stats were. Well, that's because the rules, you know, were so different. And the kind of guys who were playing, um, you know, their, their attributes, physical attributes, certainly were, you know, real different. And so the game itself became, you know, uh, very different than what we know now. And perhaps that kind of attitude. Well, this is what we do. Um, and damn it, we're going to do it. And you're going to have to stop. You're going to, you're not, you're, you're not, it's going to come, but we're going to out execute you. And that just doesn't seem to work for anybody anymore. At least not in, in football. I, I guess there's some, you know, basketball stuff that happens like that, you know, especially at the college level where there are no secrets, but we are just so good at executing what we do. We're going to win anyway. And the NFL it, it doesn't seem like you can do that anymore, that you have to be deceptive because the film study is so good. That's probably something else that they didn't have. I mean, yes, they had film back in Lombardi's days, but now there's just so much information available, so many different, you know, camera angles that it's like grainy, you know, black and white 
projector film, you know, now you have this, you know, high uh, high definition stuff and all 22 views and all that different stuff that they just didn't have in those days. So maybe that is another reason why you got to be more deceptive and more multiple now because teams are, they just scout you so much better. I suppose, but you know, if you don't have to run it in a yeah, mirror image and run it to the left instead of the right. Um, you just off that play, I, I guess Rogers can decide I can give it to Jones. I can give it to Dylan I can pull it back and throw it to, to somebody else. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's just, it, when it, it works, when, when it's to Jones, it's, it's a touchdown, you know, it's just so, um, but every once in a while you, you don't you fake it to him and you and throw it to someone else, but you could still run the play the same, but maybe that's what you're saying. It's a, it's just derivations of the same play, but I, I, I loved it. I thought it was, it just worked beautifully and like I said, I wish it was kind of on our own 20 because I think that thing goes for 80 yards. It was just a great, great play. Yeah, well, but that's that's the issue now is that they it's now on film or tape or or digitally recorded someplace. And because of the nature of the game, you're, you know, you're not going to be able to you know run that again next week. Like, I don't know how much Lombardi's Packers ran that power sweep, but they did it, you know, multiple times a game every week. It's what they did. Yeah. And they, yet they were still enormously successful with, with it. You know, it's, I don't know. The game just doesn't seem to allow that anymore. And how many times have you heard like a defensive back say something like, uh, yeah, I made the interception because, you know, I recognize this from film study and whenever they're lined up that way, this is the route they're going to go. So I knew that that's where the ball was going to be coming. You know, it's like, wow, really? And now that's some impressive studying. I, you know, I, I don't know if you if you had the resources back in the day to be, you know, to be, be able to to study it that precisely. You know, I it, it's I think a lot of it has just to, to do with the way the game is coached and taught. Now, I, I think the Packers, I'm, I'm thinking of the old yearbooks um, where the guys would show the coaching staff with Lombardi and maybe a half a dozen coaches. Uh, now they got like 20, you know, or maybe even more than that. Um, and did I send you the article about how they scout referees in, in the NFL now? You did. You said the Packers were one of the first teams to do that. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Right. And the scouting they do of, of officials. I mean, this is just for the officials. Um, they're they're breaking down tape of, you know, the officials and what they're doing and what they call what they don't call. And how fast are they? How in shape are they? This is what really got me. I guess all the officials, like all the players, have, have GPS tracking devices on them. And so they can tell, you know, how much a referee moves around during a game and where they go and how fast they are. And they use that. I was shocked when I read that they will make decisions late in a game uh, when they know a referee has to come in and, you know, mark the ball before they can do it. Well, how long will it take that guy to get, you know, can we, can we run in the middle of the field uh, knowing that the referee is going to have to come up and mark the ball. So maybe we don't have to take a timeout or we do have to take a timeout. So they take all that into account. They have a coach, you know, who's a um, kind of a, a, a rules expert and who knows everything there is to know about, the referees and the um, the officials, I guess just one referee, but the game officials. It was stunning to me, um, and I guess I shouldn't have been because this is the NFL, and they don't leave anything to chance, and those right. guys work 16 hours a day and all that, and so maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. 
but they get that granular when they are looking. And I, I wish I remember the name of the publication. I think I sent it to you by text, and maybe you can see what that is. But um, I, I think you know, people. It's not a short article, but people should read it because it is absolutely remarkable, down to the fact that these assistant coaches who are in charge of game management, um, they won't even like comment on the record. You know, it's that secretive. You know, they they agreed to talk as long as we didn't use their name. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Yeah. I guess it's a trade secret, right? I mean, that's that that's the way the NFL is. And I think that is if if that's an example of their attention to detail, well, you know, that's why teams don't run the same play four times in a game every week because it's so well scouted uh, right. that they're not able to do that. It's it, it's an evolution of the game over the last 50 years. Well, how much analytics can you um, sort through to understand that Amari Rogers is probably going to drop some punts? Uh, I, the eye test can kind of help me with that one. Uh, but yeah, you're right. And I also, I sent you an article, I think that was in the wall street journal about a hedge fund, manager and yes. his son, I forget the yeah. name, that they are now kind of taking on the, uh, it's it's not just plays, it's sort of roster building. It's sort of how to optimize yep. between the, the players you have, you know, who's a free agent, you know, what drafts you have and how to algorithmically, or I don't know if they're using artificial intelligence or all, all the above to how to optimize the team, you know, in a given year. And, um, I guess some teams have already engaged with this, mm -hmm. uh, with this group. And I wish I could remember the name of the manager, but, um, that, you know, the analytics is now starting to come outside of football and, and people from the outside are looking in because as artificial intelligence, machine learning and everything is becoming more complicated. Like the football is a great sort of fishbowl to test these things because you have all these unknown variables and, but you've got a ton of data that you could probably analyze, you know, can you, can you kind of get that extra edge? And, um, what did you think about that article? You, I think you were a little bit more skeptical that someone can kind of come through and, and do this from a, a pure data perspective of a non-football player. Yeah. I, I, I think this is the, um, the baseballization of football because uh, yeah. you know, baseball has been in the vanguard of that kind of thing. But here's, here's the, the deal is that it, it's such a uh, baseball is a collection of, of individuals playing um, in a semi-coordinated kind of way. You know, <laughs> it's, it's really the pitcher against the batter. And then you have to have some coordination among the fielders but it's not like football where it is. And I, I know Mark Tauscher likes to say that it is the ultimate team game in lots of ways because you got 11 players on each side and the individual is really uh, subjugated, you know, to the, to the collective to sound like it's some kind of a economic didactic here going on, but you know, it, but this is, but, but this is what football is. I mean, football is so hard to parse out. Uh, was that play successful because of a, because Aaron Jones is really fast and strong, or is it really successful because he got great, you know, blocking from his line? It was probably a combination of both. And so trying then to be able to kind of parse these things out mathematically or in some kind of analytical manner, I think is a lot more difficult with football than say baseball. But I think they're trying to apply those same rules 
you know, from the money ball stuff into football. I, I just think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a hard comparison because the, the games are so different. You know, one is one really truly is um, 11 people working together as a team, not 11 individuals who are kind of loosely coordinated, you know, uh, but it's, it's like the, the United States, right? It's, it's 50 individual States that kind of work together. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> they, they, we have our moments. Um, but I, I guess it would be interesting to see like the, uh, the analysis says the trends are, you should be more like the Rams. It's more free agents. You're, you're overemphasizing the draft or it is, draft picks are valuable. Like I, I'd be curious to know if as this data is being reviewed and if there's any output, is it team specific? It's like saying for the Packers, you know, you can, you can draft Quay Walker, but be better off getting a receiver and signing this middle linebacker. Like I, I, I don't know if it's, you know, that's the answer is it's going to be very specific to that team, given all the information that's put in, or is it trends, you know, you should, uh, or maybe the trend is it was this and now it's this because of a rule change or um, the way contracts are uh, different for rookies or whatever it is. Like, is there any kind of change in the NFL that, you know, you should, cause it's not, it's not, I think the article was talking about, it's not trying to optimize the plays to score the most points. It's how to build the best team. The, the roster. Yeah. But that, that's going to, you know, but that's going to come down to, it's not just we're, we need to go out and get a you know in, inside linebacker. It's like, well, who is that inside linebacker that that you're going to get? And if the one that you need you can't get is well any inside back? Well, I don't. I doubt it. I, I it seems to me there there are more variable. I mean, there's a lot in baseball, but I think they're more understandable because of the nature of the game than they are in football and the injuries too. That's the other thing too. You can, you can do all the roster optimization that you want, but right. if you get unlucky and you know, you're losing, you're losing guys during the season, the plans that you made, you know, then go out the window. And I, again, we were talking about how great it is to see those two backs on the field. It is great, but one of those guys gets hurt. Now you still have the other one, but it, it's not having those two dynamic um, complementary forces. And so then your season is, I mean, it's not necessarily wrecked, but it's not what you thought it was going to be just because there are so many injuries in football. They seem more impactful than in most of the other sports because it's a shorter season. And right. when guys come back, they don't come back as themselves very often. They come back as a as a 80% or 90% version of themselves. Right. Now there's probably is a way to calculate that, you know, and, but yeah, or your it's, it's probabilities, right? Yeah, you can say you're 90%, 95% yeah. confident, but the 5% tails is something you keep, you know, you're just trying to move more into the right distribution and the left. Like it's, it's not a perfect answer, but it's just helping with the averages. And um, it's coming, Chris, whether, you know, whether you think it's definitely going to be happening, I I'm, as computing power gets greater and greater and someone is willing to try it, it's it's probably going to just be here to stay. And I wonder how it'll change how we watch it. Well, and well, I think it's it's probably true in every sport. I don't, you know, follow the NBA, but I understand that they've got their analytics as well. I bet you hockey has got them. And it, I, I just think that's the nature of sports uh, as they become more popular, as there's more money involved in them. Um, I think that ratchets 
Brad, it's up to state. I mean, it, it, it's it's not just, you know, entertainment and diversion. It becomes really serious stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I think you play in a fantasy football league, right? I mean, it, I didn't want to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> I started well, Rodgers, Dylan, <laughs> and Aaron Jones. <laughs> so, and I have Devontae Adams. It's like, am I a Packer fan or, or what? That's. So, so how is Devontae doing anyway? Uh, he had a good first week. I don't recall. I, as I was traveling, I realized I had lost and kind of, yep. I'll need to kind of do it a, a more of an evaluation. But, uh, what I'm finding is that fantasy football rewards those who have the time to pick up players when the, uh, free agent window opens. And I seem yep. to miss that every year and it kills me every time. Yeah, it's it's the same thing in fantasy baseball too. It's it's the people that can devote the time to it and who are on top of all that stuff. That's the way you win, you know. So right. Uh, right. But anyway, we will talk fantasy uh, baseball some other time. Some yeah. other time, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we got an email also from uh, our, our our buddy Chris in the desert. Um, he uh, comments uh, about the offensive line. Um, and I think we kind of touched on that a little earlier, but uh, he goes into some details. He was talking about uh, Myers, and he says uh, he has you know great plays where he gets to the second level. He clears the path for Jones, and then he gets beat by a defensive tackle. Yeah. And, you know, th- we're, we're talking about a young player here, um, and I think he's – he, he missed a big part of last season, um, and he's – He's not a finished product, and he—I think—he was put behind by his injury last year. Um, so, I don't disagree with anything that you know Chris says. The, the guy is uneven, but I think he's going to be uneven uh, because you know his—he's still being developed as a as a player. I mean, I think we're spoiled with centers. I, I think over the last ten years, how many times we've complained about the play of yeah. our center could be on one hand. Yeah, I mean, I mean got we, completely blown off the ball, or you know, gave a. Other two, than Jeff Saturday, that that year that they had him. Jeff Saturday was the worst. Yes, that's the but exception. But their centers have been very good. Yeah, probably yeah, since so. going, just going back to Frankie Winters, right? I mean, right on straight through, they they've had really solid center play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so it's, but you're right. Myers is a relatively young player. He's not. I assume he's like the same guy as Corey Lindsley, but he's actually not, he's a different Ohio state center. So, um, you know, he has some, still some growing pains kind of too, but, um, I did feel certainly the offensive line, I think did better. I just, again, I don't know why they're teasing us with Bakhtiari to play this week. I mean, what are the uh, chances of that happening? Uh, uh, but you know, if he doesn't play, um, it, it begins to beg the question, well, why did, didn't you just keep him on, on pop? You know, yeah, because uh, how long is that? Six four, weeks? It's four, it's four weeks. Yeah. It is four, yeah. Yeah. Well, so you you think that they're going to play him this week or next week, and if they don't, it raises questions about whether that guy is ever going to play again, and if he does, he's, he's going to be a part-time player or a shell of himself. I keep wondering if the Packers have one opinion and he has a different one. Like, it just, it does, something doesn't smell right there to me. Um, uh you know, he's got a lot of money and has a long life in front of him. You know, I don't know if he, but he, but he certainly drinks beer fast and he seems like a strong, <laughs> tough guy. So to think that he's being overly cautious more than the, the Packer doctors. I mean, 
I think we have the most conserved doctors in the league. It seems like, I, uh, I, but it's something oh, yeah. just smells funny there. Yeah, I, I well, it's it's, it's probably that uh, infected pus coming off his knee that smells so funny. Maybe, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I see, I, I just, um, I want to believe that uh, he really does think he can play and really does want to play still. Um, that he's not just saying, well, you know, I'm going to tell him I want to play. But then not play and still and still collect that fat salary for another season, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't. He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy, and I even feel kind of bad for suggesting it. But it the longer this goes on, the more it seems as though he's just, he's just not going to be right. Something's right. Not right. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. But, but, you know, we'll find. What would be worse though? Um, holding the guy out, you know, another few weeks, or having him play, line up to play. Um, you know, at Tampa and, you know, have him make it 11 plays and he just can't go anymore. Limps off. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, honestly, if yeah. they said he's going to retire, it's been a great, but it's, it's over. We'll have to deal with the consequences or he gets injured and, and then it's another full season out. Yeah. I think the, the latter is worse, right? Cause it just will let all the air out of the tires of that game. Um, and probably, and probably be a hangover from, from that too. That's probably right. Yeah. It might yeah. be better just to, to move with what you have, unless you're a hundred percent sure it's, it's a great question, but, um, they could have easily put them on injury reserve, but they didn't, they must yeah. think something. Uh, I, so, um, I'm, all right. I'll, I'll go with that. Anyway, uh, Chris uh, finishes up with one more thing and I'd like to know your opinion about this as well. Chris says, I really dislike the RPO heavy system. There's nothing enjoyable about watching Rogers throw to the flat wide receivers. Um, what's your opinion on that, sir? On the, on the run pass option where, you know, you have to hit the receiver out in the flat, like, yeah. for instance, like they did, uh, you know, when uh, they had the big gainer by Dobbs. For instance. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. I don't have, I mean, it's not a sexy play necessarily, but um I, especially with the the blockers they have at receiver, we're we've got some big receivers. <laughs> you know, you think get the ball out there and start making blocks, uh, see what happens. I, I mean, it worked from Devonte for a long time. That was a great play. Um, it's a way to get kind of an easy five or six on first down. A lot of times, I, yeah, I guess I don't understand the criticism of that, other than wanting to throw it down the field more. I, I. I guess one of one of the things I don't know if you saw this on the Pat McAfee show is they asked I think AJ Hawk asked Rogers how often the, the the announcers say you always get two plays every time and you get to choose which of the two plays you want to do and did you see this at all yeah and they asked him how often that's true and he said maybe 40 50 percent of the time um, but he said but 100 percent of the time I can change the play at the line of scrimmage into anything I want. Um, Interesting. And so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I felt like his, you got two plays at 40, 50%. I bet you that's low. I'm guessing he probably, probably a lot more. So the thing I, I am becoming more and more skeptical is, is Rogers always deferring to the pass and not sticking with the run. Um, so in that way, you know, giving up and throwing to the receiver, I might like to see him stick with Jones or Dylan a little bit more, but uh, I don't mind the throw of the receivers. Do you? I kind of like it actually, um, and it, that's why I mentioned that the the Dobbs play. I again, I can't recall if that was a run pass option, but it was. You know that pass to the receiver in the flat, and if you get guys out in front of him to block, that was a good 
gainer is 20 yards. And I, I'm perfectly fine with that because to me, I would rather see that play, which is essentially a running play. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's instead of pitching the, the ball, you know, uh, you know, three yards and letting the guy run, you know, around the end, he's throwing it, you know, probably 30 yards and letting that guy get out in space and run. I think it's a, it's a really good variation and I don't mind if they do it, you know, three, four times a game. I, I think that's, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, it is, you know, I mean, sometimes they get blown up. I think there was a, the Bears got blown up, I think, on one of those in the game. Oh, uh, yeah, it was um, uh, Douglas made a great play knifing in and, you know, got the guy for a, you know, four-yard loss. But yeah. seems like more times than not, you make that pass out in the flat, the, the guy turns it upfield, it's, at, you know, five, six yards. Now, I think that, I mean, I like five, six-yard games, especially if it's on, you know, first down or second down. I mean, yeah, that's great. I I have no I have no issue, but I I guess if you're looking for something more dynamic, um, it would be disappointing. But for me, if if you're going to say we're going to do that and we're going to get you know a boring five or six yards, pff, sign me up. Well, you know, I guess it depends on the team. Let's say we play Tampa and they've got these really great middle linebackers, right? David and uh, White, I guess are the yes, two White. Yep. Yep. linebackers. So, but say their corners are relatively small. Lazard towers over their fast, you know, corners. Um, man, throw that wide receiver screen over and over and over again. Like attack the weakness. Now, I don't know where Tampa stands on their corners, but I know that they're pretty tough up the middle. They got a couple of defense tackles, I think, that are massive guys. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you just start, you know, get Aaron Jones out there and uh, and make him be one of the receivers if you want, but. Um, you know, attack the weakness. That's just, that's what I want to see on offense. I want to see on defense, uh, as well, like whatever they're weak at, go after, don't just do what you do, do what they're attack, what they're bad at. So, um, you know, maybe Tampa is the kind of a team where you, you want to get that, you get that ball out there before those linebackers can get out to that space. You're already at the balls there and they're running down the sideline. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm kind of with you more than I am with, uh, Chris. Chris. Well, anyway, we appreciate the uh, email, Chris, and and of course from I Chuck, uh, we appreciate your participation with that. Even if we don't always agree with you, we still appreciate That's right. it. Yeah. That's what makes yeah. a family. That's exactly right, right sir. Uh, are there any other loose ends dangling here from the game that you want to make sure that we uh, talk about? I don't think so. I think I'm ready to go to betting lines. All right. Um, no, that's right. The Packers won. <clears throat> I'm going to go take some water oh, yeah. here while you do this. All right. So go. You ready? Okay. Yep. So I uh, had a good 30 about a number of players this week. So thank you for everyone that participated. We had a tie again, but uh, the tiebreaker came into play. So let's go through the results. Love so the tiebreaker when they come into play. That's right. Um, I'm, I'm all ready to sing now, too. So uh, I just want you to know that when the time comes, I'm ready. All right. I'll throw it to you. All right, let's go through the results. Uh, number one, I asked you Aaron Rodgers quarterback rating. You set the line at 92. Uh, he had quite a bit more than that. He had 131.1. Now, um, now, now, I forgot. What did you guess on that one? Over. Oh, well, all I, right. I got that correct. I didn't have a bad week. I didn't win, but I didn't have a bad week. So I, I kind of had this one uh, together. Uh, number of drops by Green Bay receivers. 
you set the line at three and a half, and Mike said there was only one. And which is impressive. That's impressive. I mean, do you Mike recall was, but yeah. the one? Uh, let me take a look. No. During the time we, neither of us watched, I know that there was like a bad throw to Dylan. That was a short pass. I don't think that was a drop. Um, but I think the under is probably a fair. Yeah, uh, is is right. Okay. All right. I don't recall seeing many drops. No, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad we had this because, you know, that's one of those things that if they had been made drops, I thought it would have been sloppy. And as it was, wasn't a lot of drops, and so it wasn't that sloppy. So maybe it's a better game than I'm remembering. Did Tyler Davis have a drop? Was that? Uh, he had a. No, I don't think he dropped it though. I okay. Yeah. All right. I, I know he there. There weren't when you look at the stats, there weren't a lot of uh, it was like three, three targets, two catches, four targets, three yeah. catches. You know, it was, it was like, like it was pretty six, efficient. Six efficient. Yeah. 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 Uh, number three. Oh, what did my cursor just do here? Sorry. Uh, number three, number of touches by Dylan and Jones together. Uh, you set the line at twenty four and a half and it was thirty seven. Like, I know. To, I mean, I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> we'll have to readjust. But that's what we were kind of hoping for. I, yeah. I thought, you know, we when we talked how important that was, I thought, you know, kind of be in the 30s um, and it was 37. So um, new formula. Yep. Number four. Uh, total uh, sacks interceptions by Green Bay. I thought there would be. A uh, decent amount. You set the line at three and a half, and they had four. It must have one interception, three sacks. Must be yep, the yep, yep. Uh, number five uh, passing yards by Justin Fields. You set the line at two fourteen. He had seventy. <laughs> so, I know. I mean, wow. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that till after the game. Only eleven pass attempts. But I thought, well, yeah, that that I guess that does make sense. I think yeah, and as they get through, I mean, yeah, they when they ran, they really stuck with it for that one drive. Uh, number six total yards, including rushing for Dobbs and Watson. Uh, so we got this one wrong. I think we m- might be adjusting this one if we do this again. You set the line at one ten. Uh, was thirty six. So <laughs> don't think they played poor. It's just their role is among many, right? They're they're not being relied on at this point. Well, but he did. You know, there was all, the most targets were Sammy Watkins, four targets. Yeah. And you know, when you when you're only passing to, to uh, the maximum four, no one else had more than three. Well, you're not yeah. going to get a lot of yardage that way. You that's know? right. That's right. And, they, and I think that's a good thing. You know, we've yeah, been complaining yes, about so that. Do I. So do I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, number seven, number of sacks on Aaron Rodgers. You set the line at two and a half. They had three. So I think that's a yeah. that's a negative. Uh, yep. what, I don't necessarily think he held the ball. You know, I don't feel like that was my main complaint. But um, yeah, you'd like to see him be a lot cleaner. You know, one maybe two, but three or greater. That's that's not great. Um, and then seven and a half. What was the first? ex-Bears player that was shown after kickoff. Mike said it was George Hallis. I think that was your guess. Yeah, that was my guess. Your guess. And then uh, seven and three quarters, first pass Packers player that was shown after kickoff. Um, Mike had an interesting interpretation. He said Vince Lombardi, which no one guessed. With number 34, he thought maybe that was Don Chandler. Are you aware? Yes. Don, so, Don Chandler was number 34. He was the kicker. Uh, very, okay. Uh, during, Mike. The, during the glory years, yeah. Mike is on it. So we had to go to a tiebreaker. We set the tiebreaker at total rushing yards for Aaron Jones, which was 132. So the higher got it. The winner this week 
Uh, well, who tied was Jared Stevenson, but the winner ah. is Bill in Delafield. You ah. win week two of the Packers Hotel and Casino. Uh, congratulations, Bill. That's a big win. That and, and we say congratulations. We mean that, of course, ironically, because, well, let's put it this way, Bill. It's an experience you're not soon to forget. <laughs> it's a Packers Therapy Hotel and Casino. Yes. Get your v- shots uh, before yeah. you stop. Yes. I would say everything. Get the whole smash, I, COVID, flu, shingles, whatever. Just get all the shots because uh, you're going to need them, my friend. But That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Okay. Are you ready for this week's betting lines against the Tampa Bay? I'm going to give it a try. This is is, going to be tough. It's going to be tough. All right. I know this is a tough team, tough game. I think to, I do not have a good sense of this game. I'll be curious to see your line. So number one will be Aaron Rodgers quarterback rating. Well, no, that's, you know, you always count on that one. Yeah. It's such a classic. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hard though, again, because Tampa September, good defense. I don't, know if they're going to try to run like they did last time and are they going to you know like pass to no more than four attempts this is really really hard now on the other hand maybe tampa's the same thing like i don't know what these guys are going to do right um yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna go back under 100 again um i just i i think the combination of the defense and the weather conditions and it's still feeling his way through this offense um, I'll be a little more generous than I was last week, but I'll, I'll go 96, 96. I'm going to take the over as I'm thinking through this game. Wow. I have a feeling this is a game that the Packers are going to win. We're going to be, our expectations are going to be higher. Rogers is going to have a good game, uh, all setting us up for major disappointment at the, at the end of the year. So I, I think that this is a, <laughs> So I might be uh, generous in my ratings. Uh, don't let that influence you. So I'm going to take the R. All right. Um, number two, Tom Brady's quarterback rating. Mm. Well, Gronk ain't walking through that door anytime soon. Uh, and he's going to be without, uh, you said Evans, right? Uh, is, I think and, that's right. Mike Evans. Yeah. yeah, they're without somebody else too. So it's going to be tough, but Brady is Brady, man. It just, uh Let's see. He's also like 45. <laughs> That's another factor. And his wife's not happy with him. So. I, well, yeah, because he, he wanted to go back and play, right? And she didn't want him to? Yeah, something I for safety or, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Um, yeah, once. If, it, if it was me and Ray to Supermodel, I guess, or whatever, I, <laughs> hell, it, my own wife, I think, if she, she pretty much tells me, you know, what I need to do and, you know, okay. Football uh, must be really fun for Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, okay, so his quarterback rating. Um, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to put his at 96. I was going to say, I knew yep. you were going to do that. All right, yep. I'm going to take the uh, over on that as well, just because it's Tom Brady. Um, I don't, I think Rogers will have a higher quarterback rating, but, um, I think Tom will be above 96. Okay. Uh, number three, uh, average yards per carry for Aaron Jones. It's been kind of a thing. I guess he was over close to nine last week. He was 8.8 this week. Uh, but we got these linebackers that we're worried about. What do you think his average per carry will be? It will not be 8.8 or, you know, it was six something, right? Last 
last week. I thought uh, it was no, I thought it was higher. He had a few touches, but I thought it was like nine. I thought it was something really high. Well, but you're saying that that six point seven or whatever is not high. Come on, come on now. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess any, I can anyway, check that real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm going to be modest on this one. I'm going to say four point one. Four point one. That's actually pretty decent. And I'm looking back last week before. Yes, nine point eight was his was average yards per carry last week. Wow. So. 4.1. I will take, you know, I'm going to take the under. I I just, I think he has a hard time against Tampa. Um, They all do. I mean, Rogers has a hard time against Tampa. I think we're going to have to throw the ball. I wonder if we're going to get a, uh, one of the new receivers is going to kind of come up and step up here. I I wonder if that's, which leads me to number four. Okay. Uh, Who will be the leading receiver for the Packers in terms of yardage? Yardage. Uh, well, I can tell you, I never would have guessed Sammy Watkins last week. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I I am going to I am going to shock the house. I'm going to go Christian Watson. You are going to do Watson. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know going to do Watson, but I'm going to salt, I'm going to salt, select him for this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dear Watson. Um, that is such. Now I've asked the question. Now I'm struggling with it myself. Um, I guess I'll go Lazard. Um, I think when the chips are down, he's gonna want to go with somebody he trusts. I, I considering Cobb. Watkins is. In, I, I'm gonna say Lazard. Although with his injury, uh, I'm gonna say Watkins. I'm changing to Watkins. Right. I'm gonna try and go with the trend. Well, you know that would be good if it was because they they need that guy to be an important part of the offense and need him to be as good as everyone thought he was going to be when he was coming out of college. Yeah. uh, Yes. So let's, let's, I mean, if it was, if you had told me it was Dobbs or Watson, I think I would predict a win. I would love to see that. Um, But I think it's going to be one of the veterans. So I'll say Watkins. Okay. So uh, number five, uh, how many series will Tampa have? That's nine plays or greater. Uh, Okay. Uh, that's a good one. Check down Charlie, Tom Brady, right? It's going to, yeah. it's got a lot of those drives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, improved factor defense. I mean, they were better, you know, this last game than they were the first game. So maybe there'll be a continuing improvement, but you know, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no matter how you slice it, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the line at uh, in terms of the number of you said nine play drives. Yeah, nine or greater. Nine or greater. I'll put the line at two point five. Two point five. I will take the over on that one. Uh, number six. How many interceptions will Green Bay have? I was thinking back to the playoff game where they I had know, three. Three. Yeah, I know that. That is never. That's never going to sit well with me. I, when when you can intercept in three and one half, right? Oh. In, in, it was in the second half. You should just never, never lose that. No. <laughs> okay. Never. Uh, thanks. Thank. Thanks, Dave. What memory? Yeah. 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 You're welcome. How many interceptions? Uh, it's not going to be three. I'll put that at. I think you'll throw one. I'm going to put at point five. Point five. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to take the over. I think we get one. I bet you it's on a tip ball. That's I'm going to guess. 
Um, in the number summer seven, how many uh, sacks uh, will Tampa Bay get? So how many times will Aaron Rodgers be sacked? Okay, uh, three this week. What was it last? Was it four against Minnesota? Uh, I think I make me go back here. I think it was, yeah. Or, or maybe five? It, it, it was. Yeah. He was sacked four times. He was four, four times. Okay, so seven in the two games. This is a, a defense, I think, that's. That's pretty good. Um, Jenkins will be better. Uh, hmm. So I will say I'm going to I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to two and a half. Two and a half. OK, I'm going to take the over. I do think I think Rogers will have a good game, but I think he will in a tight moment or two, hold on the ball too long. Yeah. And it's going to be a frustration that we may have. I think you'll overcome, but I think, uh, I think Tampa kind of has that figured out. So I think they'll go after him. I'll take the over yeah. seven and a half. Yeah. Fair. Give me a highlight that you think they'll show of a previous uh, Tampa green Bay game. Okay. The, the temptation is to go with the, NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, but I'm, I don't know what highlight they would show from there. I was, you don't think the uh, touchdown right before half, maybe? Oh yes. Okay, that was. Uh, I tried to. That was the Kevin King. Uh, yes. Yeah, play. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I'm. I, you know what? They might. Well, no, they won't do it because this is at Tampa. But you know that 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 snowball. Um, game when Lynn Dickey was quarterback still. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll pull that out. Okay. Well, it would actually it would be kind of funny because it's obviously it's probably going to be in the nineties, right? Or 90 ish. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you know, ironically showing. Say, yep. Yeah. We're not expecting any snow here today or, you know, so yep. I could see him doing, I could see him doing that one, but because it's Tom Brady yeah, I, th I think, I think you're right. Brady, um, I forget who he hit in the end zone. Yeah. Some uh, note. But I, yeah. I, I just, re I just remember that it was Kevin King and coverage and yeah, that was not good. Okay, you're gonna go with that one. I'm yeah. gonna so just I would that would have been my pick, but I'm gonna take a uh, Brett Favre Warren Sapp highlight. How about that? Oh, the old. Yeah, I know they used to kind of talk to each other. Draw across each the other. Line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I don't know, uh, maybe they won't bring up but Favre. But I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh yeah, because of Favre's uh, recent uh, issues, fundraising <laughs> shenanigans. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Okay. Now. As, as long as long as we've done this, uh, here, if, if if you're waiting for the rest of the betting lines, you better fast forward. Because one thing I couldn't figure out about the whole Favre business, this is a man who made easily what 100 million dollars, right? Uh, and yeah. but and he's got uh, the 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 jeans the deals and different endorsements. <laughs> Wranglers, <stuff>. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure he didn't do those for free. Yeah. Why did the guy just give five million dollars to the university so they could build a volleyball stadium for his daughter? I mean, you know, I mean, it's easy for me, I guess, to say, you know, when it's not my five million dollars, but I also don't have, you know, or, or didn't make a hundred million in my career either. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was like you really had to go through this elaborate fraud, this scam, you know, by diverting money that's supposed to go to, you know, welfare people uh, to, to build a volleyball arena. I mean, come on now. It, it just seemed to me, or he could have said, I don't have five million to give, but I got a million, I'll give a million and I'll challenge all my buddies and, 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you raise money for it. Now, uh, what, did he actively go after those funds or did they offer them to him? And he said, wait a minute, if we do this, am I going to be found out? And they said, don't worry about it. And then he, so I, I, I guess I haven't followed the story. How do you see his involvement with it? And I guess maybe we'll never know, but I know there are a lot of texts back and forth. Right. Did he initiate this? Um, my uh, understand the, the text messages, the way I understand them was they were talking about direct payments to him and wanted to know if he'd be, you know, if he'd be found out or, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. in terms of the diversion of the money, that to me sounded like that was something that was discussed between Favre, the head of the nonprofit and the, at the guy who was the governor at the time yeah. uh, in Mississippi. So, the texts were kind of confirming the discussions, but it didn't have those kinds of smoking gun details. It just alluded to, oh, yeah, I talked I talk to the governor. He says everything's good. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and he's and we're going to get this done. You know, that kind right. of thing. And there was definitely a sort of a sense like this shouldn't get out in the news and right. uh, yeah. let it happen anyway. Yeah. I I just wonder, here's a guy who he didn't come from money. Right. And right. Yeah. I think in my my guess, because you're right, you think how much is just too much, but I, I don't know. Maybe you don't become philanthropic as much as if you, you kind of came from the background that he had. That it's you know it's, it seems fleeting more. I don't. I like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard it's, to. It's possible that because he does come from a you know a challenged, a financially challenged background, that maybe there's a lot of people on his payroll. You know, yeah. there could be, you know, relatives and, you know, other, you know, buying houses or setting up scholarship funds for the, you know, nephews and nieces and all that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and I don't know, you know, maybe he's bad investments and stuff, too. So so maybe he's he's comfortable, but he's not wealthy where he couldn't afford to pay the, the five million. Uh, that's that was the surprise to me assumption made, but there could be a lot of other factors in his life too, that, you know, means he, instead of having a hundred million, he's got 20 million, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. which is laughable because like for you and I say, well, easy street. But on the other hand, it's not enough where you can give 5 million away. Probably right. you know, that would, that would be a good, what a quarter of his, of his wealth. And so maybe he can't do it. I don't know. I'm speculating here, but that's what surprised me most about that is you could have avoided the whole unseemly thing by just paying for it yourself. Yeah, or yeah, or just do a fundraising like you know, maybe he can go get the money or match it. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that he could do. But yeah. I, I just wonder his legacy now is is it more tainted? He's, he's got is a lot it, of baggage. Is it possible? As it is, right? is it possible yeah. for it to be more? Well, there's that whole uh, thing yeah. that was what the was it the um, was it it was massage therapist right in New York and I think it was a reporter, right? but it had to do reporter, yeah. he, he needs to get rid of his phone and stop texting i think oh that's because he was doing a little yeah yeah something uh, wanted uh, yeah okay but you know this isn't this isn't the only thing in his in his background and i noticed that he was supposed to have a weekly um interview on one of the milwaukee stations the one that mark tremere is on i guess and uh that that stopped all of a sudden yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) it's no far will be far anymore I mean, that's yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty rough thing he did. So, um, well, yeah, I don't know. Does he fade from our <laughs> what's that? that? 
I was saying, hey, does he fade from our a little bit? Because this is a it's a pretty bad uh, thing that he did. Is it, he can't take away his accomplishments and all the joy you know he brought us as a Packer? But right. does he kind of fade now uh, even that much more? Given yeah. this unsavory stuff, you think that's I, how this kind of plays out? I I think so, but I mean the collective are for me. Um, the 2008 that just left a bad taste, and I, I really haven't been interested in in Brett Favre since that whole thing went down. And then, in fact, I went even negative when he was playing for the Vikings, and you know, then he, you know, turned out that you know he, you know, wanted to even the score. I mean, there were so many things yeah. one on top of the other. I don't actively like hate the guy or dislike him or anything like that. It, it, it's just more that I stopped caring about him when he seemed to stop caring about my team. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I want to love Brett Favre, right? That guy, it's, yeah, it would be. he's a, he's it, it a hero, nice. right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, he's, he's, he, he's yeah. a hero with feet of clay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh seven and a half, seven, three, fours. Who will throw, the longest completion, Brady or Rogers? Well, okay, rationally, it should be Rogers, right? <laughs> but it's Tom Brady, and now there's he, there's a guy I he's like Albert Pujols in baseball, you know he, <laughs> he well, isn't this guy done? <laughs> you yeah, know? It, it's, it, it's like you know Freddie from whatever Friday the Thirteenth or whatever, you know right. you thought you thought that guy came back a lot. I mean, geez, I, I, uh, it seems like, you know, there's certain top level performers, uh, Serena Williams, you know, played forever in, you know, women's tennis longer than anybody else has. These careers just seem to go on for some of these people forever. And Brady is one of those. And it's really hard for me to believe that somehow, you know, there won't be, you know, a swing pass out of the backfield that goes for 86 yards. <laughs> so and, you think that that's how it, that's yeah, probably yeah, the most yeah, Tom Brady thing that'll happen. Yeah. It'll be a five yard pass that goes for 80 yards. It's yeah. Right. And that's why I'm saying rationally, I should be saying Rogers, but you know, my guess will be that Brady will somehow find a way, you know, to get a 43 yard completion. And that's the biggest, you know, passing play of the game. All right. I'll say Aaron Rodgers uh, to be different because uh, you're right. Logically, it should be Rodgers. Yeah, he still right. has the arm. Right. Um, and and Brady makes right And a better receiver. Yeah. Tiebreaker, um, <clears throat> total rushing yards by, uh, for Tampa. Um, so kind of going back to the weakness in their defense a little yep. bit. Yep. What do you think? What do they have? What do the Bears have here? One. 80 was it? Yeah. 180 for the bears. God, that's a lot of yardage on the ground. Yeah. Right. Oh, and Tampa's got a really good running back too. Don't they? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I was thinking, they is it Fournette? Right? I guess yeah, I can I think, look at the yeah. box score here. Yeah. I, uh, they have yeah. Leonard Fournette yeah. last week. He rushed 24 carries for 65 yards, 2.7 average. Yeah. That's not a great average. No, he's a, he's a decent back though. He's um, kind of a big bruiser, though, right? I, I, I mean, yeah. he might be fast, but he's not a shifty. Um, he's not Montgomery-like. I, I wonder if we'll have a little bit more success. Um, I'm not sure who's healthy on the line. By the way, is it Scotty Miller was the guy that caught that touchdown pass? So, yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, some guy that they brought who was fast, and he 
get behind people. And I thought, well, yeah, but the Packers know that too. So they're not going to let, no one's going to let this guy get, get behind him. <laughs> no, it's interesting as we're looking at it, uh, New Orleans who lost, uh, they carried, uh, they rushed for 20 times for a hundred yards. So five yard uh, yeah. average. So Tampa, maybe they, maybe we're giving too much credit to these linebackers. I just remember what they were like in the past that, think looking at the tackle chart, uh, Devin White with 11 tackles, mm. Levante Dave with six. Uh, so, you know, they're still, they're there. And, yeah, uh, yeah, but they, yeah. they gave us some yards against New Orleans. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm thinking the Packers, um, I'm going to say they could have 115 on the ground. That's how it, okay. 115. All right. Yep. I'm going to say, I'll say 125. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's so those are your. That might be the longest betting lines we've ever done. Uh, throwing <laughs> a, a Brett Favre story or two. The Brett, yeah, the, the Brett Favre stuff, which I mean, this is Packers therapy, and of course he's a legendary Packer, and so I think it's an appropriate discussion to have because uh, we haven't talked about him since he was quarterback, really. So uh, it's un, it's unseemly, and it it needed to be it needed to be mentioned on Packers therapy because we are the first and last word. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, speaking of the last word, uh, if you'd like to play the betting lines with 30 of your closest friends, uh, love to get up to 40. Um, Email Mike Miller and he will send you the link. And it's the easiest thing to do. You can do it on your phone, your laptop, your desktop. Um, You might be able to do a virtual reality. Maybe maybe even on Twitter because we've done it the past couple of weeks. I think we've been sent the yep. link and I posted it to Twitter. So just check in. That's on our Twitter account, right? Just follow at Packers therapy. That's who we are. Follow us. So, but if you, uh, I guess you could look for that tweet and you don't have to email Mike Miller. Maybe that's a new, new thing. Look for the tweet. But if you want to get in touch, cause Mike loves to hear from you. Uh, he does. He does. Send him an email at mitnomiller at gmail.com. That is. M I T N O M I L L E R at gmail.com. That is where you get Mike, and that is where you can play the betting lines. That's right. That was a little pitchy, by the way. I thought that was a little, you're a little off key. Trailed at the end, but it's. A little? <laughs> Come on now. I'm I'm a lot off key in more ways than one. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right then. So what we got left here? How about uh pop culture? How about that? I uh so my quick pop culture, um I don't hope I, I'm I am i fearful to say this because I feel like you may have a lot to say about this because I think this is a show that you've watched. I have not. And I'm trying to prepare I don't think I mentioned this last week. I'm preparing for my trip to London to see the Packers play. Oh, uh, yes. the we Giants. definitely need to mention that because you you guys are are getting together, right? We are getting together, and uh, I need to. Uh, I'm on my phone right now, but we do have a location that we are contemplating to meet. So if you are going to the game and like to meet myself, uh, Dr. Klaus, Guy, and Stephen, and maybe John Sturick, and and I just I'm missing others because I'm not at my desktop. Uh, I will let you know what that pub is uh, next week. So uh, just circle it on your calendar um, and uh, hopefully we can do a Packers therapy European convention, I think is what Dr. Klaus calls it, uh, the yeah, annual European good. convention. So what part of London is the uh, pub and where, where is this all happening? Is it, is it, in, is it near the, uh, the stadium or is it someplace else? 
it's uh, it's in the London part of the city, like where. <laughs> okay. Where they used to like have nights and stuff. Remember? Uh, so my pop culture reference or uh, my pop okay. cultures. I'm watching The Crown. Oh yeah. Watching Good The show. Crown. Good. Uh, not only because I'm going to London, but you know the the Queen well, passed. I right? understand, and we did not talk about about her because she's not a member of the Packers. No, that's <laughs> that's true. But we did we can mention it now. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just have to say, you know, I've heard like, oh, the Crown, the Crown, the Crown. Uh, I watched the first three or four episodes, and it's actually pretty amazing. I, I mean, it's really good. Yeah. I I am a much of a Star Wars, Marvel, whatever as anyone, but I'm watching the Crown, and it's fantastic. I could watch. John Lithgow play Winston Churchill. Oh man! Over just, and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. yeah. So uh, he was outstanding. Yeah. Really good. So I am hopefully trying to finish that up. So when I go to London, I'll be like, Hey, where is the Queen? And <laughs> and the, and I they'll meet her. You, yeah, they'll they'll take you to Windsor Castle, where I think she's. Yeah, that's now. probably yeah. not funny. Yeah, I shouldn't. That's hysterical. Come on. But yeah, what a life. I mean, it's so interesting. So I am watching that. That's years old. We all should be so so lucky, right? Yeah, exactly. How about you? You know, I've got a couple of things here. And uh, first of all, I want to tell people to be very careful when you go to Netflix. <laughs> because when you do, they will say, um, oh, number one most watched this week. And sometimes there'll be an interesting title like, Devil in Ohio, for instance. <laughs> okay, yeah. Documentary. And, 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 and it's not a documentary, wish it was. Um, it uh, stars uh, Temperance Brennan. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not her name. It's, yeah, it's one of the Dashnell sisters. It's not Zoe, but the other one, Emily. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a show not to watch. Do not <laughs> watch this show. This was, well, okay, you can watch it ironically because it, it is funny. It is so overcooked um, that we started watching it and it's like we, we both knew it was bad, but it couldn't look away at some point. You, know, you just had to keep on kind of watching. This is terrible. Don't watch it unless, you know, maybe. You start. Well, me, no, right. You, you start, but maybe you have a couple of beverages or, you mm. know, something, something else and you're feeling good. And then you wind up binge watching it because it is really crap. But it is also funny if you watch it in the right spirit. So uh, I would mention that. Then, but more, but more seriously, something that's actually pretty good to watch and would be, uh, I think, worth your time. Um, it's one of these Nordic noir um, programs, and I, I'm a real fan of, of those. Um, but I don't know if you can call one that takes place in Iceland uh, that has secondary locations in Denmark. Um, I guess maybe that kind of qualifies it, um, but it certainly has the same spirit um, that you would get from the Nordic noirs. Um, okay. It's called Entrapped. Now, the first two seasons, or as they say, series, was called Trapped. The third one is called Entrapped. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know why. I don't understand. It's the same basic show with the same actors and I, I don't understand why they changed the name of it. but it is available um i i is season four entrapment you know maybe but why would you i mean it's not like it's there's a different star or it's a different location it's the continuation of the same story but just with a different name 
Yeah. I don't know. It's a fo- focus groups. That's all it is. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I, I do. If you like Nordic Noir, it, it just came out. Um, and if you want, you can really get fancy and watch the first two seasons uh, of the show called Trapped. Um, but, you know, the thing that's kind of cool about it is that the detective, the main detective, is not a handsome guy. He's this <laughs> yeah. big, fat, burly, bearded, you know, bear guy. Now, you wind up liking him. You know, he's a likable guy, but he's not that private eye, swashbuckling sort of. No, he's not that at all. Okay. Uh, but I do, I do recommend that one. Or if you're, you know, stoned, you can watch Devil in Ohio and laugh. <laughs> all right. So you got all right. That's a good range between. Yeah. We're quite international. The Crown, uh, Nordic War, I, that, which I've not really heard Entrapped. that phrase Entrapped. before. You have Entrapped. It. Oh yeah, it's 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 the collective name for all the Norwegian, Swedish, you know, these uh, dark kind of you know private. I, there's one yeah. called Border Town that takes place in Finland. You know. Yeah, I think so, I've seen where you know it's always dark because you know it's in the, always in the winter. Someone's getting murdered yeah, up there, and yeah. it's like light for two hours. Yeah. Uh, but but excellent healthcare and quality, and quality of living. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They're very happy up there. Apparently. Exactly. Well, you know, it's probably because they're stolen most of the time because it's legal there. <laughs> all right. So that's all I have. Uh, you have any final words before we let you go back to doing what you're doing in New York City? Uh, no, I, I just hope I have been holding my cell phone to my face for the last however long this has been going on. And I haven't done that. I feel like my elbow when I straighten this arm out is going to like literally fall off. So I hope the quality of the audio is okay. And if not, I apologize. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're discombobulated that you're generally, hopefully this, this actually has recorded and will make its way <laughs> on. If not, we just had a nice chat for the last, I don't know, hour <laughs> right. and 45 minutes or so. It's my biggest fear, two hours and nothing. <laughs> so, well, our hour and 58 minutes, whatever it's been here. So, <laughs> anyway, that is going to that's going to do it. Packers win, move to one and one. Uh, they win by 17 points over the Bears. A win's a win's a win. Uh, let's go on now. The Packers will play against uh, the Buccaneers at Tampa Bay. Uh, Dave and I will watch. Hopefully, this time live or the whole game. We won't get goofed up like we did this time. And then we'll be back uh, one way or another a week or so from now, and we'll talk about uh, that game. Hopefully, a Packers victory. But until that time, I'm Chris, and I'm Dave, and that is Packers therapy. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers Therapy.